From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on this warm summer day in the Sacramento Valley, wherever you're listening. Appreciate it. Uh, This is indeed the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're glad right now to welcome in uh, Irma Michelle uh, from to talk about uh, prison ministry in the uh, Diocese of Sacramento. Irma, good day to you. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You're in Colorado. Yes, I am. I am, and I'm in beautiful Colorado. In fact, I just arrived from, uh, I went up to spend a couple of days up in the Rockies. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Where, where were you? In Vail, Colorado. Oh, that's, that's not too bad of a place to visit. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Right now, boy, it, the Lord has made it gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it, it's it's interesting because I, I think uh, the the good Lord had to make make the uh, Western states first, I think, or maybe last as his grand finale. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing some of the the you know places in Colorado and Utah and Montana and right here in California and Oregon and Washington it's just I know it's incredible it, it, it is it is and it's one of those places that every time you wake up and you go look outside you you thank the Lord you realize yeah. there is a God oh you know I, I, I've made that comment to uh, to, to my kids, uh, when we go to the California Redwoods, way up on the you know the north coast, yes. and these things are 365 feet tall, and I say, you know, they're 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 from the time of Christ, and yeah. and nobody planted that seed, nobody watered that seed, nobody uh, put out a fire, nobody did fertilized yeah. it, nobody did pruned it, nobody did anything for it. And here it is, two thousand years later, thriving. And look at this thing. If you didn't believe in God before that, boy, you do now. Oh, you do. You do. I, I mean, I always encourage the inmates to, when they get out, go adventure and oh, wow. look for what God has created. Boy, that's you a, know that's great advice. Yep. Yes. So, so why have you left the Golden State? Well. You know, I, I'm Californian. I was born and raised in California, mm-hmm. and so was my husband. But our daughter left California <laughs> after she graduated from college yeah. and came to live in Denver um, and brought all her animals with her, her mm-hmm. dogs and her horses. Oh, wow. so, so now she says it's time for us to spend time with her. And uh, since since we helped uh, with our grandkids, and they're all grown up now, and we're actually great-grandparents. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, so now we're over here enjoying country life. No, it's very beautiful good. So out so here. What town are you in? In Larksburg. Uh-huh. We're in horse country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a yeah. beautiful, beautiful area. Where, where, yes. where, where were you in California when, when you— We were, were in Elk Grove. Okay. Very good. Elk Grove. I remember yeah. Elk Grove when it had elk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now they just have a, yes. a, a statue of an elk at a shopping mall, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always tell people when I moved into Elk Grove, the cows were our neighbors. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I went to uh, Davis High School, and I remember Elk Grove was one of our rivals, and there was only yeah. one, there was one high school in Elk Grove. Yes. <laughs> now exactly. I think there's I think nine. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it's grown quite a bit. Just overnight, it grew tremendously. Yeah. It really, so, really has. So now we're over here all by ourselves up on a hill. Oh, that's very nice. Well, congratulations on uh, the move. You. And uh, tell us about your background that led you into, I, I guess we call it prison ministry. Is that is that a fair yes. term for it? Yes. Uh, well, we call it, because we're in the county jail, we call it jail ministry. Uh-huh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Prison, uh, prison usually refers to state prison and uh, longer yeah. sentences, et cetera. Yeah. Well, actually, the county has longer sentences. Now they sentences do, don't they? Uh, since yes. They, they started yes. Uh, changing the rules. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when there was overcrowding 
and the right. counties had to come in and help out. So, right. so yes, we have uh, people who are there for quite a while. Used to be so, usually a, a, about a year max in a county jail, right? Yeah, that doesn't. That no, doesn't. That not, doesn't hold anymore. No, not no. anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. But at the same time, it helps us reach out to those in need there. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, my journey started a long time ago because it seems like the Lord uh, put me in so many different um, ministries mm-hmm. for growth before I ended up at the jail, uh, in jail ministry. You know, I was involved with mentor for pregnant teens. I was involved for uh, flying Samaritans doing medical services for those people in Mexico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we would fly there every month. And then, you know, uh, from there I did catechism for 22 years at our church in Elk Grove at the Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd. Then, yeah. yes, that's the uh, church we were involved in. We were one of the, uh, when we first moved there, we didn't have a church so or a school. So we were one of the original families that began the process. Wow. Uh, I, I, I'm always uh, amused that uh, Good Shepherds is on racket court, and you can actually hear people playing tennis. <laughs> yes, yes, we have a, a sports club right next door. Yeah, or, or swimming, yes. or, yeah, I, I, I presume they're all playing pickleball now. But Yeah, and sometimes, depending on what's going on with events, we're sharing parking lots. Yes, that's exactly you know? right. That's yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's been a journey, Um for me to uh, reach that point where jail ministry, uh, after the different events that I was involved with, um, I was taking courses um, on Catholic history from a priest that would come and give us classes. Uh And uh, Father Octavio, he was at the um, Guadalupe Church at that time, Mm And he would come in and give us classes, and there was a group of us. And he decided with another fella from our church, he had become a Catholic, and he was taking these courses also. And they're the ones that started opening up about the county jail, which is right next door, right in Elk Grove, um, had no Catholic representation there. Hmm. And so... They started working with um, the the sheriff's office about that, mm-hmm. and it just so happened I was in the class, and they said, "You know what? You're a perfect person to come in here and start the with us." And of course, I had to pray about that because I've never done jail ministry, never heard of jail ministry. Um, I've always been involved with children and taking care of the sick, giving communion, uh, taking communion to them, and so I've never done this before. So I prayed about it and discussed it with my husband, and I thought I was being called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believed I was being called, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it and see what I can, how I can help, because one of my biggest fears was not going in. It was, I didn't feel I had anything to offer them. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that I wasn't, uh, didn't have the skills that I needed to help them. And, and I think a lot of people feel that way about teaching our beliefs, about evangelizing, about, you know, we have doubts. We're, we're afraid. We, we don't know if we can do it. Um, but I decided that I, I do my best not to say no. So I went for it. Is, is, is there a manual? Is there a guidebook? Of course not. (laughs) Just like anything else, there is not. It's called, it's called believing and trusting that the Lord has called you to do something and he's not going to let you fail at it. He's going to be right there with you. So my whole thing was, okay, Lord, here we go. Mm. Um, and and I've been doing this for 14 years. Wow. I, I, I love it. 
if I were still there, I would still be doing it. In fact, um, they still continued my clearance that any time I'm in town, I can come in and teach. So, so you, I still you, go in. You were at Real Consumnus? Yes. Uh, the Real Consumnus Correctional Center. Correctional Center, Center. yeah. Yes. Yes. That's where I've been for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's been wonderful. I love it. Describe your first few days there. Well, I was confused and wasn't sure what I was going to teach or, or how to go about it. I mean, I had taught children for 22 years, uh, but never adults. Um, so what I did, decided to do was I was going to sit down with the inmates and just talk. Mm-hmm. Get to know who, who they were in terms of, I never asked why they were there. That, that wasn't my, in fact, to this point, I never know why someone is there. Because I'm not a judge. I'm there to give them hope and to know that they're loved mm-hmm. by our Lord. No matter what they did, they're loved by our Lord. And he is very forgiving. So I have always not wanted to know why anyone is there. So most of our discussions are about where they are with God. What are what are their beliefs? And I took it from there. You know, after a couple of times of meeting with the women that wanted to come to my class, I started deciding that the Gospels were the best place to start. The words of Jesus himself, yeah. Yes, yes. That would give them a good foundation if we started there. And so that's what I've been doing the whole 14 years. So we've been going through the different Gospels. So when you when you go into the prison, uh, I mean into the jail, do is there an announcement that you're going to be there and you're Catholic, or how how does that work so people know whether to come or what's going on? How, how does that work? Well, what's done? Uh, the you get to know the officers that are there, uh-huh. um, and so when I walk in, um, the officers automatically know it's Catholic uh, Bible study. That's what I call it. And all the women know who I am, and so they, they announced it, announce it in each pod. And the women that are interested in coming to the class come out, and we meet in the, a little cafeteria there, uh-huh. and that's where we hold our classes. And, so and they come out. How, how long, is, is there a set amount of time it's scheduled for? Yes, I've always been bad. Um, I've always been bad about the time because I love to talk. <laughs> and um, but yes, and usually we can have our classes for an hour to an hour and a half. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, now because of what happened during COVID, because all the jails were closed down. Right. Now we can't have a mixture. So what? A, a one pod comes out at a time. Mm-hmm. So now our class is what I used to. I, my classes used to last two hours, mm-hmm. but now I can only do because I have to have a, each pod separately. I can only have an hour per pod. So and and how many pods are there? Three for the women. Uh huh. So I sometimes I, and I can't do three in one evening. Right. And this would be yeah. evening time usually? Yes. Evenings is when I go in. And, and how many days a week? One day a week. Uh-huh. It used to be enough, but if I were back there again, I would probably have to go in twice a week. Uh-huh. So that I could reach all three pods plus security. There's uh-huh. another pod, a fourth one, for uh, high risk. High risk, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you ever deal with the men as well? Yes, I did. 
Um, I'm one of the few, uh, well, I'm the only woman, I think, that was allowed to go in uh, with uh, the men because I'm bilingual, and we used to have an ICE contract for the immigrants uh-huh. that were brought in. And uh, I used to go and give Bible studies to the immigrants. Oh, very good. Yeah, in Spanish. Very good. Yeah. But usually we try to get um, uh, uh, men to come in with the men and women to come in with the women. Mm-hmm. So how many people, like when you did it one pot at a time, how many people would be at one of these sessions probably? Anywhere. There are times where I could have three women come out or I can have 20 women come out. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the population because the population does change. Um, some are short-term and some are long-term. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the short-term ones don't know what, what's going on, and they find out later, and they start coming to the class. You know, So you can get anywhere from 3 to 25 women mm-hmm. coming out to your class. You Most know? of them Catholic? No. I get a lot of Protestant women. Uh-huh. I get Baptist, Protestant, um, Sometimes I'll get a Mormon. Sometimes you get wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so all different faiths come to my class. And they're all welcome. You know, it, it's not, we try not to discourage women uh, from coming to any of the classes that are being offered. And all the chaplains, we all work together, no matter what pace we belong to. So is RCCC uh, likely to be the, the final place where these people are incarcerated before they're back in society? No, no not no. always. Mm-hmm. I, I have women in there that will probably soon be leaving to go to a prison. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's not the final for everyone. Yeah. They may stay there longer during their court hearings. Right. And then be sentenced and then sent off to a prison. So some yeah. some of them have not have not even been to trial. Right. Right. And they just couldn't make bail or weren't eligible for bail? Probably weren't eligible for uh-huh. bail. Mhm. Yeah. So it, everyone's in there for a different reason mm-hmm. completely. Um, but, uh, we try to, while they're there with us, we try to do our best to help them see how much they, they are loved by our Lord and forgiven. And, and we try to listen to them and hear them and to see how we can help them, but mostly in their spiritual life. And we've had... I've had women come in there that haven't been to church or communion in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Who we they were given the opportunity to go to confession and then attend a mass there for the first time in 25 years, and the happiness you see in them wow. is incredible. I've had women who have been scheduled to go to confession who have actually come out and said, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Um, I don't feel good. Right. And for me, it's grabbing them by the arm and letting them know that I'm here with them. Mm -hmm. Not to be afraid. Everything's going to be all right. And I walk with them the journey to sit in front of the priest to do their confessions and actually, right after they do their confessions, have actually come up, run up, hug me, hmm. and just be so happy that they are back, you know. And But have, who have had fear to go to confession? Well, I've known a lot of people who um, have the fear of going to confession, <laughs> including, yes. including the guy I see in the mirror every now and then. <laughs> and... Uh, 
but I've never met anybody who regretted it after going to confession. That is so true. And I, to this day, can tell you the same thing. I have never had an inmate go to confession and tell me she wished she had never done that. Yeah, yeah. No, you are right. And it, and then we what we used to do uh, before COVID is we'd do confessions first, and then following would be a mass. Mm-hmm. And they'd be able to receive communion for the first time in wow. years. Wow! And, and it, it, it's just amazing how their their faces. You know, the one thing I have really seen so much of is when women first come in and how hard their faces are. Mm-hmm. But after a few weeks, a few months of coming to the class and beginning to feel that there is hope and that God does love them, the, the faces just change completely. <laughs> Finally, the smiles come in, the anger is gone, and that to me is, is just such a feeling of... Um, I don't even know how to describe the feeling I get mm-hmm. when I see that, except to thank the Lord that he has another one of his children. Yeah, exactly. You know, because, yeah. you know, uh, especially if you're going to be incarcerated long term, exactly. I, I can't imagine that that on a day-to-day basis it's... <laughs> Anything but drudgery or misery or unhappiness or why am I in this situation yeah. that forever is going to be wonderful, you know, and and, and and you're included. Yes, yes, you're included. We're, we want to see you. To, we want to see you in heaven yep. with all of us. Yep. You know, uh, but one of the most difficult things that I find, though, now, it's, it's not so much the inmates, it's the volunteers. We have found it so difficult to get volunteers. Really? Very, very difficult. You know, everyone quotes Matthew 25. Sure. And yes, we take care of, we try to take care of the sick. We try to take care of the, um, the poor. Believe me, I am strong uh, in all the areas. But when we think of our prisoners, we just don't find the people that want to do that. Hmm. You know, it's it's funny. You mentioned Matthew 25, and uh, one of my favorite verses, of course, and, and uh, so many of us. And I remember, I think it was the World Youth Day in Rio where the, where Pope Francis said, hey, I know you don't have time to read everything. Just read Matthew 25 and do it, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, exactly. But the, the thing that always struck me about that and the part that, that hits my heart and, and lets me know this is real, these are the words of Jesus, is because, you know, uh, you know, help the sick or comfort the sick, uh, feed yeah. the hungry, clothe the naked, those are all things we... We think of as good charitable things to do. The one that's not obvious and and wouldn't just come to mind right away is to visit people in prison. You know, yeah. And he doesn't say because they're all innocent, or no. you know because they didn't commit a crime or anything else. Uh, just visit them. Yeah. You know, and that just isn't. It's, it's not the logical thing you'd expect to see in a Matthew twenty five, and that just always jumps out at me as to though I know those are the words of Jesus yes yes in fact that's one of the reasons I did go in mm-hmm. you know I was it's easy for me to give money for the poor right. or even or even go work in a kitchen sure you know those are all or, or, or clothe people or get communion to the sick right all those are things that people look for, but no one ever, I find it 
find people questioning why I'm there, you know, mm-hmm. at the jails. Why, why do I care, you know? And that, to me, is heartbreaking, you know, uh, that, that people don't understand that they're still God's children. Yep, yep. You know? And so even even now we're trying to fill uh, our triple C. We we need more Catholic volunteers. I'm I'm the last one there, you know. And uh, unfortunately, with COVID, many couldn't come back, you know. And uh, so so we are looking for volunteers to come in. So what's a volunteer? Uh... Uh, in for, if you will, was there some training for them? Uh, how how would you what would you recommend to somebody listening now that maybe a seed just got planted and they're and they're considering it? Well, first of all, a volunteer needs to know um, his Catholic beliefs. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know I taught catechism for twenty two years. Um, if you're if you've taught catechism or or the RCIA program, sure. those are all important things to know or experiences, so that you can come in, into the jail and you can teach. Uh huh. Okay. For so a strong Catholic background and beliefs, you know, understanding of the Catholic beliefs. Yeah, you know, and, and just. To interrupt for one second, yeah. the 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 one book I always go to, but besides the good book, is the Catechism. It, yes, it is so explanatory. It cites scripture. It cites encyclicals. It it's it it's so well referenced, if you will, and and it is plain simple English. You know, it's like it, you know, this isn't all. This is not. You know, uh, real complicated uh, stuff. This is this is why we're in favor of this. This is why we're yeah. against this. Uh, very explanatory and very comforting, really, to realize how much time and effort people put into getting this right. Exactly, exactly. In fact, as you were speaking, I have the Bible, Catholic Bible, in front of me. And I have the Catholic Catechism. Oh, very good. I, I have one. I, I have the, the yeah. both of those and and uh, doing the radio show and uh, occasionally when when we're live on air, I'm talking to a guest and I'm flipping through that catechism real fast. Yeah, and and that's what I do too. In fact, that's why I put them in front of me right now, also yep. because that, those are my two references. Yeah. One of the things I always. Uh, when I speak to people, I always also let them know about James. Mm-hmm. James um, 2, verses 14, talks about faith and actions. Mm. You know, and we can't just have faith and not do... Faith is an action. It's not just, I believe in God, and that's it. Yep. That, that is not how... Our, our faith works. Yeah, faith That's without works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it you you you. There's an action involved. Right. And, and so I always refer people to James two, uh, verse fourteen. Maybe we ought to come up with a new expression. Faith is a verb. <laughs> yes, faith is a verb. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna continue saying that. <laughs> Very good. We'll be the first two. <laughs> But but we we really do need volunteers, more volunteers, more people who who want to do, who want to reach out and care about others to give them, bring them hope. You know, we want people to leave the jail system, to leave the prison system, believing in our Lord, yep, and carrying through. And becoming the citizen that our Lord wants them to become. Amen. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, we can't we can't give up on people. No. Well, and, and 
You know, just from a self-interest standpoint, 99% of the people that, that you're seeing at RCCC are one day going to be walking among us. Yes. And, and yes. would we rather have them be, uh, be solid citizens or, or, or not? You know, I mean, exactly. it, it's, it's in our self-interest that, that, that they have um, reformed, if you will, and, and are on a st- the, the straight path. Yes, and you know, one of the things that I do tell volunteers also is don't come in with, a, with an idea that you're going to change them. Right. What you're coming in is to plant the seeds. Right. You know, you may plant a hundred seeds in that person, and later on those seeds will grow because that person will want to water the seeds. Right. And and that's that's what I go in with. If I can plant the seeds, and if they continue to grow. I have uh, one inmate that will be going to prison, um, and she actually wrote me to tell me that she has decided to get baptized. Wow. That she wants to make sure that she's on solid ground when she goes to the prison, Mm. and that her commitment to Christ is she wants her roots on good soil. Wow, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You yes. know, I mean, all you have to do is look at the prodigal son story and 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 many other stories in the Bible to realize that uh, uh, you know the ninety nine they're all already in the fold. That's great stuff. But boy, that one that comes back that's 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 gold. Yes, yes. And so um, so it is very important for the word to get out that we do need more people to come in, more caring, loving people. You know, we have we have openings. We, we we need more Catholics to come in, men and women. Very good. Well, Irma, we're against the clock here, but it's such okay. a joy to talk with you, and uh, I hope we can get you back on the program. Uh, in the meantime, in, enjoy uh, enjoy that Rocky <laughs> Mountain High. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. I am. Very so, good. Thank you very much, and it was a pleasure being on, and um, hopefully the word would get out. Um, and please, it, you know, anyone that wants to volunteer, um, just just call. Um, I don't care if anyone hands out my phone number. Okay. I will certainly talk to them. Would you want to give the phone number? It's 916-548-3138. 916-548-3138. Yes. Very good. Well, God bless you and your family and uh, thank you. everybody back there in the great state of Colorado. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. God bless you. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Uh, God bless you, too. That's Irma Michelle, uh, a, 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 a volunteer in the jail ministry, and they do need more volunteers. Uh, a lot of it got wiped out by COVID. You hear that in a lot of volunteer positions uh, where where people couldn't participate and then uh, just didn't get back to it so um just uh, you, you can give irma a call and she can walk you through the details too 916-548-3138 we'll take a quick break back with more on the bishop's hour right after this this portion of the bishop's hour is brought to you by a grant from the mercy foundation enriching lives in the sacramento region through sisters of mercy ministries in healthcare, education housing and the care for the poor and elderly For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, You can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of Ministry of Mi- Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. 
And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley and Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley and Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. Hi, this is Brian Visitation, Director of Media and Communications for the Diocese of Sacramento. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thanks, Brian, for that uh, wonderful introduction. Appreciate all the great work you do here for the Diocese of Sacramento. Well, we're pleased to welcome in uh, Alex Barasa. Uh, and his son Josue, uh, good to, good to have you both with us. Thank you very much. We're we're very honored to be here today. Yes, great to be here. Josue, tell us a little bit of we we all know we know all about uh, Alex. He's a frequent. Uh, take that mic there and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So right now I am the youth minister at Saint Lawrence the Martyr in oh, North Highlands. Good. In North mm-hmm. Highlands, mm-hmm. and very we have good. our youth group there, and also help out with uh, the confirmation program that we have because we have many retreats. Very good. Did you grow up in Sacramento? Uh, no. I uh, grew up throughout the country. Uh, mm-hmm. We have moved a lot. So I've, I've lived in California, Texas, Minnesota, North Carolina. Oh, wow. You got, you've, you've chested all the climates. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. my, my, uh, my dad went to school in the univers- to the University of Minnesota, and he said, you get tired of seeing snow in May. <laughs> well, but, uh, I'll try your lie. Getting seen the July. <laughs> That's when you draw the line. You say, yeah. "Oh, maybe, maybe we need summer." What were you doing uh, in Minnesota? Yeah. Well, I remember um, the the um, graduations are uh, June, late June, right? And being outside in the party outside, yeah. enjoying it's it's cold. Yeah. I mean, it's, and yeah. then and you will still have. Um, I remember everybody talked about the big blizzard of July Fourth. Wow. Uh, so there is some um, possibility there. Well, my, my mom probably remembers that because she grew up in North Dakota. So oh, yeah. she's even colder. Mm. Yes, it's actually, um, I learned how um, how beautiful snow is and how <laughs> soon you lose the beauty. It loses its beauty. My, well, my, my dad uh, worked for a while in Minnesota and met my mom there, but uh, he told me that the coldest place in America was Duluth. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I remember um, we went in April for um, my birthday. We went because we were going to go to the lake. Uh-huh. Uh, lake Superior? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, of course, it's a crazy thought because yeah. <laughs> everything was so cold. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful place, but it's it's um it's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> try try driving one time in um, uh, um, January, uh, New Year's. We went to the Twin Cities. We oh, live wow. close mm-hmm. to the Twin Cities. It was like a um, two-hour drive back, and then we started okay. It was cold, but it wasn't bad. Then it started snowing, and then um, um, the banks of snow started forming. Uh-huh. Um, so we started like around 60 miles per hour, and we ended up like five miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, and it was like the endless night trying yeah. to get home. Yeah, it was very significant. But mm-hmm. here you are now in Sacramento. Yes, yeah. beautiful Sacramento. Beautiful Sacramento, named mm-hmm. after the Blessed Sacrament. Amen. How better mm-hmm. could it be? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the cities and places that are named after, you know, we have the, 
of course, Cor- Corpus Christi in, mm-hmm. in Texas. We have uh, the Sangre de Cristo Mountains in, in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, right outside Santa Fe. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And then all these cities in California named mm-hmm. after saints. Yes, it's an, a beautiful legacy. And, and I think it's a beautiful reminder that we are not alone. Yeah. I mean, you just have to look at the map and look at um, God's presence in, yeah. through us. And then one of the mm-hmm. biggest cities in the world named after the angels. Yes, well, yeah, City of Angels, they say, but it's Los Angeles. Los Angeles, uh-huh. yeah. Yes, it, that was the name. I mean, it's still yeah. called that, yeah. LAX. Um, so. Very interesting. So we, we, we're we going to talk about World Youth Day. Um, Josue, I presume you're going? Yes, I am going. Um, it's a big blessing to be able to go. Um and to prepare, one of the things that we've been doing is having, they're called catechetical sessions mm-hmm. here stateside. And it's um, a lot of reading from the Pope's writings, like mm-hmm. Laudate Si on the environment and Fratelli Tutti. Primarily uh, Pope Francis? Yes. Because primarily. he'll be the one there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff he's written. Has created, uh, Laudato Si, of course, has created a lot of uh, uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. What what do what what do the people you talk to? What did they say about Laudato Si? It made them realize um, more about their environment. Uh-huh. I think they had they hadn't really thought about it, but then once we started talking about it, they realized that of course they're living um, all the things that the Pope is writing about, especially pollution, which I think is more visible in this state than others, yeah. um, and the idea of moving um, to different places because of climate or opportunities that are no longer available because of climate we have um, a lot of our pilgrims are not originally from the area right and we've all i mean including myself we've all moved around yeah the thing i took out of take from it uh, among a number of things is how interconnected everything is mm-hmm. and how interconnected we all are and how we're all responsible for for our behavior if you will mm-hmm. you know because it affects everybody else yeah, a powerful document, Alex. Yeah, and I think it's, it's something that we don't take into consideration that our actions do have consequences. Right. And they do affect um, uh, not only um, me personally with uh, my health, but I, I'm affecting other people's health. Sure. So that's, um, I think that's um, challenging and, and tough to hear. And a lot of people don't want to hear it, right? No, don't no. want to accept it because it, we've done things the same way all of our lives, but now because of doing that, now we have severe consequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I th- yeah, I think you're exactly right. Some of us say, "Well, I don't, I don't want to stop doing that or stop doing that just because I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to give something up or modify something, you mm-hmm. know." But uh, w- when you realize how it affects the whole world, mm-hmm. um, you, we have a responsible a responsibility to God's creation. Mm-hmm. Even the trash, right? Yeah. The amount of trash we um, unconsciously produce, we need to be conscious that that, right. that that's not going away. It's I mean, it doesn't away. disappear. Yeah. It has to go somewhere, right? Yeah. And it's, it's one of the things, no? The trash, talking about the, the trash. Yes, um, especially since there's some countries that we've just thrown all our trash to and yeah. it's finally, not finally, but it has been affecting them, especially since it's, I mean, it's there. It's in the rivers. It's in a lot of places like that. You know, one, one of the things that's so hard about when we talk about the environment is we've got hundreds of countries all with their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to be on board at all. And, I mean, we obviously have division in our own country. Uh, but, but getting everybody to agree to, okay, like a common goal, you know, everybody, can we agree on clean water? Can we agree on clean air? Can we agree on all the, you know, uh, less pollution? And it's hard uh, because many countries say, well, if the United States is for this, we better be against it or vice versa. You know, so it's, it's, it's really tough because uh, we're, all, we're all sharing the same globe. I know, yes. And, and this world youth theme, um we we have the blessing that um we were picked as one of the dioceses that is going to run these sessions oh, very for good. the participants very good. so um, um our um uh, our young adults are going to be the ones in front uh, guiding the conversation and having their voice heard 
So we are assigned um, in Spanish. They assigned us the United States, um, the USCCB uh, chose us to do this. So we're gonna. Our team has been also preparing to do that. How mm. how do you prepare for that? And and what uh, uh, what kind of presentations do you give? Well, it's gonna. We're gonna run the same uh, rise up session, but we're gonna do it um, to them. Um, uh, in encouraging those participating to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So some of our young adults are going to be giving witnesses on Laudato Si, on Fratelli Tutis, and then on one of the days is on Mercy. Mm -hmm. Pope Francis has been speaking a lot about mer Mercy right. as well. Right. So it's going to be on, on those three topics. And then they're going to be running icebreakers. We're going to have songs. What else are we going to have? We're also going to have um, group sharing as well. So after listening to... Um, the writings that we're going to be listening to for that day um, we're going to be having small groups and then th that's conversation is going to happen so um, all the youth who are there are going to be talking about their experiences or um, I guess figuring out um, that they haven't seen it before mm -hmm. and and talking about how it has affected everybody and so you'd be sharing this with people from all over the world yes so is there a, a universal language at World Youth Day um not so there's th this time around they pick four uh -huh. which is portuguese spanish english and italian okay those are the four languages of um i of, presume pope francis can speak all four of them uh, i hope he speaks <laughs> spanish i'm marking on spanish <laughs> i think <laughs> but he, i think he can speak spanish yeah sure. uh, yeah but uh but he i think he he also is very well obviously now living but even prior to that i think he he had some uh, pretty good italian i think oh he's Perfectly fluent because yeah. his family is uh, his Italian. Family. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. he is. They he says that that was his first language, Italian. Oh, okay, um, but um, um, and and you know, in papal events, they have the, the you, you take a radio, right, and they have the different um, right. um what do you call that um, dials that you dial oh. into, and then you hear sure. it in your own language. Oh, so that good. that's gonna be available as well. But the, the one that we're doing, we're doing in Spanish. The sessions that we're, uh -huh. yes, okay. try to do them in Spanish. Very good. Um, so that's something we're very excited about, that we were um, asked to do this. Um, we are um, praying and we're, we've been meeting and we've been trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we're very, very excited for is that we're going to, uh, God willing, we'll get to go to Fatima. Yes, to, I, I, uh -huh. I can't imagine going to Portugal and not going to Fatima. Mm -hmm. yes, Fatima is not part officially of World Youth Day. Uh, well, the Pope, the Pope is going to make a stop at Fatima, okay? and and Fatima, Our Lady of the Rosary, is one of the patrons of right. World Youth Day, sure. so she's going to have a big presence um, at World Youth Day. I was reading they're going to have the the Pilgrim statue present at uh -huh. all big events, so she's she's going to be accompany us uh, through the whole week and we're just mm -hmm. a little a little past the 100th anniversary on, on yes as well well and and what's significant is that the anniversary was during COVID. that's so right. it was truly never celebrated right. uh, in right. um in a global um, right. way and i think that's why pope is going the pope is going to go and visit because they have a video there they're going to do a big thing mm -hmm. very good mm -hmm. very so good. we're excited we thank all of your listeners for their prayers I know I've been here for uh, several times, and I'm always asking for prayers. So thank you for your prayers, and we're going to keep them in, in our prayers as we, we move over there. Now, as part of the thank you, thank you, Alex, and uh, as part of uh, your preparation, you had an event in, at uh, St. Isidore. In, yes, in yes. Uh -huh. We had a mass, uh, pilgrim's mass, bishop mm -hmm. celebrated, and we did a Marian uh, bishop celebrated in honor of Mary, Our Lady. Um, uh, and... Um, we had um uh, we we had people from uh, Yuba from St. Joseph in Lincoln mm -hmm. um, um Sacred Heart in um uh, up there in the north it, I escapes me the there's, name there's, there's Anderson Anderson yeah. uh, Sacred Heart Anderson there's a few Sacred Hearts I know I know and, they are. and if you don't know in the diocese <laughs> with the name of the parish is just guess St. Joseph there you go yeah <laughs> you have a good yeah chance uh, of being right uh, uh, <laughs> So um, uh, we had people from um, St. Joseph in Marysville, the, the, our, our great historic church there. Oh yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful church. Uh, and uh, and from Juba itself, St. Isidore, mm -hmm. um, the farmer, uh, the farmer. And we had uh, yeah. people 
um, the radio uh, in Spanish, Radio Santissimo, is sending a group, an official group. Oh, so good. they also participated in the mass. Um, so we had from all over. It was very nice. We had pizza. We talked and um, we shared. So it was very nice. good. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. So before we talk a little more about World Youth Day, for those who can't go, talk about World Youth Day stateside. Yes, and that's a weird name, World Youth Day stateside. But it only means that um, young adults are invited to join in the movement. World Youth Day is like a movement of young adults to be together and to share faith. Some, um, every diocese is encouraged to have their own mini World Youth Day. And it's going to be August 5th and 6th to coincide with the um, vigil and the mass. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not going to be at the same time because right. they are five hours ahead. Right. We'll try to connect at some point. That's, we we think, and then God says, really, this is what's going to happen, yeah, right? Yeah, right? So that I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but it's going to go. And it's going to be in Trinity Pines Retreat Center, young adults 18 uh, to 39. There is um, um, a registration. Uh, you stay there. It's an overnight. There's going to be a keynote by Jan Manongdo. Mm -hmm. Many people know him. He's a um, right. musician, evangelizer. And um, we're going to have uh, food, uh, holy hour, mass, uh, confessions. It's going to be really cool. And it in is the an spirit. overnight. It's an overnight there. At, um, uh, and it's just $25 a person. Only $25, yes. So if people go to scd.org, um Events you're gonna see it there, and then there's that link to register. And at, at Trinity Pines up in Colfax is beautiful, beautiful facility. Yeah, and right now it's is a beautiful um, weather to be it's, out. It's ten um, degrees cooler in Colfax than it is in Sacramento, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yes, any um, if you have um, any listener in that age or anybody that has a grandson, granddaughter that um, it's in that age range, um, and invite them because um, just to be part of the community. Of of um, young adults that want to do that. Mm -hmm. Very good. And you you'll be uh, when do you land in in Lisbon? So we leave on on Saturday and we land on Sunday at two p.m. I think two thirty p.m. in Lisbon, which is um, very early here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to know what time it is. Hours, like uh, yeah. yeah, so uh -huh. eight hours earlier. Uh -huh. So we're gonna be eating uh, lunch when people. Some people have just finished eating dinner. Right. Uh -huh. so. Very good. Very good. And you you will have a mass with Bishop Soto there as well. Oh yes, on the Wednesday, um, August second, um, uh, in Saint Anthony, not of um, Padua, but is of Lisbon. Of Lisbon. Because yeah. Saint Anthony was born in Lisbon, and right. I'm very proud of that fact. They are. Uh, yes. yes. They are. Uh, we're gonna have a mass. We're gonna try to live stream it at the SED Oya handle on Instagram, and maybe Facebook. We're trying to figure out how to do that. If it's gonna work because of the um, um, internet and what have you, yeah. and um, but um, we're gonna be live streaming it so people can join, Very and good. then we're gonna have a dinner yeah. following the mass. We're gonna go uh, to the VIP Grand Hotel. Oh. Very good. Whatever that is, whatever that means. Yes, that's where we're going. It's supposed to be a nice place. Very important pilgrims. Uh, uh -huh, yeah, VIP, VIP Grand. <laughs> it's interesting because I read it VIP Grand, and then they told me, "Oh, it's a beep. You're going to the beep." And I said, no, I'm going to the VIP. VIP. And yeah. Said, uh, yeah, so it doesn't sound so grand yeah. in uh, in Portuguese. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Well, Alex and Josue, uh, great, great, to, great to finally meet you, Josue. And uh, I hope you have a great trip. And I hope that we can convince you to come back on uh, when you get back. Oh, yes, that would be lovely. Thank you, yes. That would be excellent. Thanks so much, Josue. Uh, thanks, uh, Alex. And God bless you. Uh, you and this great pilgrimage. Amen. We'll keep in our prayers. We'll keep taking our hearts, and right. especially uh, in Thanksgiving. And you will all be in our prayers as well. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much. That's, well. that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this 
is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the, the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. I feel burning deep inside of me I feel your speed you sure. 